Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Hello, Compassionate Educators. All right, welcome to today's episode. And today, I'm not going to talk a whole lot, but I just want to bring up a few points that could possibly help you with navigating how to help your students through these very challenging times. So at this time, I know many schools have released from their distance learning requirements are on summer break, and there's already been so much information about the additional trauma that students are experiencing during safer at home orders and during the pandemic. Right now we have additional nationwide trauma happening. However, what I want to discuss with you today is what can we do for our students who are who are processing and who have been living systematic trauma, who have been living racism, who have been witnessing and experiencing things beyond what many of us could ever imagine. So a couple of things to point out right now is one, use the summer to really reflect, really examine and look deeply at what your own biases might be, what your own prejudices may be. And if your first instinct when I say that is to think, well, I'm not I'm not prejudiced. I'm not racist. I have friends of every color. And if there's no acknowledgement, though, that just living in this country, growing up here, we all have some prejudices in one form or another. We all have some uncovered biases that may be deep down, maybe at the surface, but We really need to explore and examine that in order to show up for our students authentically and be able to hold a safe space for them so that they can also share, so that they can also process and heal. So to really examine and look deeply within ourselves is critical regardless of your role with students. We are constantly communicating with children verbally and non-verbally and the students are sponges they pick up on everything so if you have not looked deeply within yourself and you're wondering why conflicts keep arising and wondering why there's some students who you just aren't connecting with or maybe they're just not listening and you don't quite understand the first piece to really explore is within And it can be very, very challenging. It can take an emotional toll, but at the end of the day, it's worth it to uncover. It's worth it to uncover all of those pieces that are hidden within, to shed some light on it so it can heal and that you can grow as a professional and just as a human being, just as a person within your community who's exploring deeply and seeking to connect with yourself and with others and also 
as a leader, as a leader for children, it's really critical that again, we take that time. We take the time. If you're not sure where to start, then I highly recommend taking a look at the show notes. I'm going to post a link to 40 books that white teachers should be reading over the summer. Now, I can't imagine being able to read all 40 of them. Then again, I have three young kids, but absolutely taking a few of them that just really seem to resonate with you or looking at the list and seeing what kind of triggers you. What do you see that just makes you think, well, I don't want to read that because that's probably the first one you should be reading because there's probably something there that's going to help you really examine, really look deeply, and to be, it's really important to get comfortable in the discomfort. Talking about race issues, talking about inequities and inequalities, it's uncomfortable. To really get comfortable in that discomfort is only going to help you be more successful in the classrooms and again, holding that space for your students. And I want to thank Joe Truss of Culturally Responsive Leadership for putting this list on Twitter because this is really an amazing resource that should be shared with teachers, especially with white teachers across our nation to get really, again, comfortable in the discomfort in order to have these courageous conversations with coworkers, with leadership, with families, with students, with your own family. These conversations are not going away. So it is in all of our best interest to be responsible in becoming more knowledgeable, more self-aware, and more aware of our own blind spots. And when it comes to helping your students, Here are my recommendations, and this follows my method for emotional fitness and emotional regulation. So it's an acronym, it's AIM, but it's A-M-E. A is acknowledge. So when you are speaking with your students, just acknowledging that this is hard, acknowledging that this feels heavy, and acknowledging that you don't have all of the answers and that you are still learning. Your students are going to respect you for that. The worst thing you can do is go into a classroom and pretend that you know everything, (laughs) pretend that you have all of the answers. Because again, as teachers, as educators, it is our responsibility to continue to learn and to grow. And when we share that with our students, they also become more interested in learning and growing. So A is just acknowledging. M is to model. So in this example, what I would say to my students is, I don't know what the answers are, right? So that's the acknowledge. I don't know what the answers are, but I know that this is heavy. But I also know that sometimes it helps to talk about it. So right there, I'm modeling what helps me because this might be something that could be beneficial to them as well. So opening up the conversation, opening up the dialogue, if we keep sweeping it under the rug, then 
it's only going to fester and get bigger and worse. And again, we need to shed love and light on the situation, allow our students to talk and express themselves. I mean, that's part of what has gotten us here to this point is our black brothers and sisters want to be seen and heard and valued. The same is true of our students. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be valued. So when you open up that space and you create a safe environment for them to dialogue and discuss and process their feelings and their emotions about what's happening, again, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but it's so worth it in so many ways. The students are going to feel valued. They're going to know that you care about them as individuals, as human beings, and not just as a test score. And that really goes along with the E for the AIM acronym, which is encourage. Encourage your students to talk about it. So in the modeling, you just simply state what helps you. What helps you during difficult times? What helps you to process really difficult, heavy things. And E is to encourage. You can encourage them to talk about it, to share. You can encourage them to just find what works for them. So it not necessarily is going to be your way. Some of your students, they are not going to want to discuss it or they're not going to want to discuss it with you. Don't take it personally, right? This is all about creating a safe environment for everybody. So those who want to share have that opportunity and those who don't want to share, they don't have to. So again, there's no right or wrong here, but it's simply creating that safe environment, giving that space, holding that space for them to share. And you are present more or less as a moderator. You're listening, making sure that the conversation is respectful, establishing those parameters and those boundaries for respectful conversation. But during that time, your opinion is not very significant. And I urge you to allow this not to be a platform for you to express everything that is on your mind. This is an opportunity for your students to express what's on their mind, what's in their heart, what's in their soul, what do they need to talk about that maybe they can't talk about anywhere else? And again, first creating that safe environment, establishing that sense of open communication and going back to our AIM model, acknowledge, keep acknowledging, right? Acknowledging is that validating, validating your students' emotions, validating that what they believe they have every right to believe and to feel and to see things the way that made sense to them and acknowledge that not everybody's experience is the same. Not everyone's feelings about anything is the same. And acknowledging them, validating that, normalizing it, and then modeling what is it that you would do? How would you process this? How do you handle difficult emotions and challenging events? How do you handle injustices and encouraging them to find a way to process? So it is my hope that you gained some 
glimmer, some gold nugget of how to help your students through this and also how to help you through all of this and to navigate and to look deeply. And I encourage you to do so with love and compassion and curiosity. And again, take a look at the books. I'm going to share that link with you. Take a look at the books that are recommended. Choose what speaks to you. Choose what shakes you up a little bit. That can be a really healthy way to truly grow personally and professionally. Don't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid to say Black Lives Matter. And if you struggle saying it, or if you want to replace Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter, just remember that all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. And your students feel and see even the things that you don't speak out loud. So I'm going to end today with sending love and light and compassion to you and love and light and solidarity to the Black Lives Matter movement. 